0: Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. On the web and around the world, Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow
1: your business. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White.
0: Welcome, everyone. I'm here today with Joe Wallish, a... Uh, Wallace a professional freelancer I like telling the world about Joe I think a good a good way to explain him well, welcome Joe Hi good to be on Thanks so Joe you've been a freelancer a freelance writer for life tips for a couple of years now taking on some very diverse product projects and I really appreciate the opportunity to be chatting with you today. Um, I want to tell people a little bit about your background just so they can understand the vantage point of you're coming from a vantage point you're coming from your 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 track record in the freelance world is about a mile long, but let's shorten it to a few feet here at least. <laughs> um, you're You're currently a photographer and a filmmaker and a columnist in the Chicago area. Um, you've written for just literally dozens of websites. You're a music industry uh, fanatic and, and head up a gossip column. Um, you interview bands on a regular basis, so you've got get the classic music play, if you will. Um, but you've also been a reporter uh, for Air Force News Agency, the Pentagon Channel, uh, the Far East Network in Japan, um, Navy uh, Media Center in, in Iceland. Um, you know, really interesting background, and tell me how you've kept it all going under this wonderful freelance r- world. How, how do you survive, and, and tell us about your lifestyle.
1: Well, you know, um, it it could be a little crazy. Uh, what I try and do is just really stay as busy as I can and uh you know, as a as a full-time freelancer, you know, when you're first getting rolling, uh you know, the the paychecks take a while to to come in. And so the the biggest hurdle to get over is really just the the terror of watching your bills go past due for the first month, you know, and just getting used to the idea that, you know, things take a while to get paid sometimes and I always I I keep I try to keep my head above water by scheduling myself to be busy but not overwhelmed which isn't always possible you know you're always juggling five or six deadlines at a time and mm-hmm. I I just try and uh I just try not to kill myself and work around the clock too much hmm. Now tell me a little bit about <clears throat> pitching new
0: business and going after new work now you're a veteran freelancer but think back into the days when it all began right you know did you need to become a salesperson for yourself if you will and make cold calls and uh, you know probably mail out campaigns back in in, in the days of when you began some time ago tell us about your marketing strategy for your freelance talent and, and, and you might want to explain to people what what your talent is I mean it where where is the dough coming from if you will is it more writing these days or more photography or filmmaking where, where where are you primarily
1: making most of the money that you make in the course of the year most of the money i make is is through writing um the photography is important it actually supplements the writing because i found that when i am marketing myself you know i, I can throw the uh photography in there as an incentive for people to say well you know you don't have to pay somebody else to go out and shoot i can provide my own photographs and You know, early on, yeah, it was definitely a salesmanship type of thing, and really, having been on both sides of the editing desk, I I I can tell you that the most important thing that an editor is looking for is somebody who seems to get their publication, and they understand the the topics and the uh, the deadlines and the need to, to to turn in your work on time. You know when I would put out calls for freelance writers myself as an editor, uh, I, I would make very specific and detailed ads for people. And a good 50% of the people who answered the ads didn't even bother to read them all the way through. And so, you know, there would be these, you'd ask for very specific things. You'd ask for, you know, clips uh, that were targeted towards certain things like music writing or, or, you know, or what have you. And, you know, they would, people would just kind of miss the boat with the instructions just responding to a call for writers and so the thing that i've always tried to do is to read a call for writers or a call for submissions really carefully and give them exactly what they're looking for and um, when it comes to selling yourself i just i found that the more familiar you are with the publication the better chance you've got the better shot you've got because you're really able to, to say, well you know i i noticed last month you ran a story on uh... Guitar players from California, and uh, you know, you 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 can kind of riff on what's already been published and target your material to things that they're really specifically looking for, and that that audience would actually want to read. Now, have you traveled around the
0: world in your illustrious career, or have you just written your way around the world?
1: I've done a little of both. I've written from Korea and Japan and Iceland and. You know, I've, I've done crazy, like, uh, 12-hour stopovers in places like Frankfurt and, and Honduras and things like that. And, you know, really, when you're looking for stuff to write about, i found that uh, you just need to keep your eyes and your ears open. And sometimes, sometimes I've had entire articles come out of things that I've overheard in airports. And it's, it's something that will just catch you the right way how important do you how important do you think the 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 you know
0: open eyes to the worldly vision and, and other people's perceptions are to your work
1: well i think it's um it's two things i I think that paying attention to what's going on around you helps you to write stuff that other people people can relate to you know because you know, at some point everybody's going to get on an airplane and we all have these common experiences and stuff but the other part of it is understanding that you know, a lot of people, a lot of people go on and on about how everybody's the same, but I think that there's a real strength in my writing is recognizing and appreciating the differences that everybody has, and you can you can write to these these common experiences, but they're they're interpreted differently by different people because we all have these you know individual backgrounds and our perceptions are our own and things like that. So, I I found that pointing out the differences. In, in a lot of cases makes for better source material tell me about how you approach a typical writing assignment even a writing assignment
0: that you might have gotten through through life tips what's your strategy how do you get into the pulse of, of what might engage readers and, and really make the content great because by the way your content is always fantastic oh thank our, you our writers really enjoy working with you they 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 have to do very little with the content that they get from you typically. It it's usually a smash hit with our prospect clients. So tell tell us what what, what your what your strategy is and in, in, in finding the engagement that you seem to always come up with.
1: Well, I always take things from the perspective of well, I mean people are coming to the site, either the life tip site or the client site, and they're looking for information. So they're starting off with a basic lack of some kind of knowledge. And so I try and structure things to, to kind of mirror my own discovery when I'm looking for, like if I was searching for information on digital cameras and I didn't know anything about digital cameras, the first thing I would want to know is, well, you know, how expensive are they and do I really need all these features and, you know, why am I paying, you know, $1,500 for this when I could just pay $300 for one of those little pocket-sized models and why do I want to do that, you know, do I want to do that? I just try and take the same sort of discovery and and uh information gathering that you'd use just looking at amazon.com or something like that, you know, to find information about a product and apply that to whatever topic I'm working on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have any favorite
0: research sites or does it vary from from topic to topic and assignment to assignment?
1: Well, you know, one of my favorite tools is is actually Google because you can start with a real broad scattershot approach and narrow it down to you know a handful of really relevant websites, but you got to know how to do how to use Google as a tool. Mm-hmm. And I I think that um, just typing in a search phrase in Google and and writing off the results of that that's not really an effective way to go. You've got to you've got to combine the right kinds of search phrases. Like if I was if I was going to do uh, if I was going to do some writing on laser surgery you know i'd start off just plugging in a search term like laser surgery and try and see what's out there but um, you know using combinations of phrases like uh... laser surgery and cost or laser surgery and financing things like that you know you can get a lot of information from scratch on a lot of different topics just by searching for the right the right keywords and the right terms
0: mm-hmm. with so much emphasis being placed these days on on SEOing your content, um, do you think that that we're we're going to hell in a handbag here? <laughs> are, are we letting keywords define how we write and what we write about these days?
1: You know, if you'd asked me that question a couple years ago, I might have said yes. But because SEO and and keywords and and the way that the search engines pick up on those things is always changing. It's like this constantly evolving thing. And uh, I, I think that uh, the, the keywords have been really made into a science in a lot of ways, and Google in particular, because they drive that whole train, you know, just trying to figure out what Google likes is a science all by itself. And, and I think that for, for the average person surfing the web, I think it's a great thing, because there is a, a sort of a targeted effort, you know, to make information more accessible. You know, yeah, I do I think that, you know, being able to buy keyword placement is a is a great thing? In some cases, you're probably not, but uh, I really I think that at least for now, the excess of all that is is probably starting to recede a little bit.
0: Let's take a break and when we come back, we'll we've we'll got some more uh, some more challenging questions for you particularly about your some of your latest um uh, 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 discoveries here. Back in a few minutes. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages.
1: A rose by any other name would still be the same Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnik Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. <laughs> new Neat Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need to do jet ski? How about one of them newfangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones. Hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-media.com, and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. First Strings with Maria Retail. The show to help you learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. Women make up 51% of the population and we're in charge of
0: 80% of the spending. Every Tuesday, you're going to learn something new about marketing to women. Her Strings. Strings.
1: Live broadcast Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel.
0: Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Get hooked, wrapped, and dished. All week long on WebmasterRadio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
0: And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. We're back, everyone, with Joe Wallace. Dedicated to being a professional freelancer and and a guy that wants to make the world a better place. (laughs) Um, Joe, tell me a little bit about storytelling from your perspective. Um, In my mind, great writers are storytellers. You know, and and do you agree with that? I guess would be my first my first comment. Um, And uh, you know, what are your thoughts? Is storytelling really where
1: great writing is going i you know i think there's always uh... even when you're writing technical stuff there there's always a storytelling element to it because i mean really you're trying to you are communicating ideas and you know in some cases you're trying to create a picture in somebody's head and in some cases you're trying to put them in a certain place and you know even if you're talking about medical stuff you're you're still there's still a, a general idea there and you're either confirming somebody's uh, you know ideas or you're dispelling myths or you're trying to keep them from being afraid of something so yeah i think that storytelling is really an important part of, of the process
0: if you study
1: social marketing particularly
0: and, and and viral marketing you know great stories certainly touch us they're contagious you know they're cloaked with credibility they connect with our emotions. They make us laugh. Um, you know, why can't we get more of that kind of content on the web? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Are we just are we are we trapped in brochureware? Are we are we trapped in you know t- t- selling and, and telling the benefits of our products and services? Why can't we laugh on the web and, and read entertaining comment content? What's what's holding us back on that? Do you think?
1: Well, I think that, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of sites out there that kind of push the idea that anybody can write. Mm-hmm. And that's true up to a point, but to write well and to, to communicate your ideas effectively, I mean, you've really got to do that a lot. You've got to, it's, it's like any other tool. You've got, to, you've got to practice with it, and you've got to sharpen your skills. And, you know, basically the bottom line is a writer is somebody who writes, and they, write, they should write every day. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, you're not really keeping your skills sharp. I mean, people don't go to martial arts tournaments, you know, after having practiced once a month for a month, you know, one day in a whole month. They practice every day, and their skills are just as sharp as they can be when they go to compete. And really, writing is the same way. You're competing with a million different other people out there who are all, they're all writing and they're all, you know, doing their crafts. So you really... From the get-go, you're competing with a lot of other people.
0: Have you have you written a lot of marketing copy, or is your is your background a little bit more in journalism and, and, and storytelling, and um, you know, hey, how, and how do you distinguish those two hats, marketing copy versus you know uh, um, informational writing
1: and and, and, uh, and whatnot? Well I think uh, marketing copy you you're trying i mean one of the the first rules in writing radio copy is you you 've got to tell the listener to do something and you know there's a difference between trying to tell or convince somebody to do something or to try something or to read something and there's a difference between that and and basically uh, doing more traditional storytelling or uh, trying to put somebody into a situation and get them to feel the things that you want them to feel and I mean there's similarities there definitely but you know when you're when you're doing when you're talking about news writing you're really trying to to tell them about things that have happened or things that are going to happen and there are, again there are definite parallels because with marketing you're trying to get somebody to become aware of something or to to, to become more interested in something that's already out there And, you know, either that, if that's a product or an event or, uh, you know, or even just information, you know, you're, you're, there's still an appeal to people to do something, whereas storytelling really is, it's the act of listening or paying attention and and getting the story that's more important. What
0: do you think is going to happen with our, our, uh, our, our heated demand for video? Um, and in story, storytelling, in the in the in the motion world, if you will, do you think that's going to begin to trump the the, the written
1: word as, it, as it's known? I don't think because people have been really trying to to pronounce print as being dead for a long time. I mean, when the internet came along, people were saying that there'd be no more books and that people would want to read stuff online. And really, I think it comes back down to how people consume things and people like video but they also like to read and i think that even even reading printed text on a movie screen is is different than the act of reading a book or a flyer or a letter or or even a piece of email so really i i think it goes back to you know how are people used to consuming things and you know there are still we've we've got free mp3s all over the internet and there are still people who go out and buy cds and you know, that's a medium that's fading pretty quickly, but I really don't think that video is going to displace the written word, because it, all you've got to do is look at the, the thousands and thousands of blogs out there that do incorporate video, but they still have these huge chunks of text. And I think that there will always be a need to stimulate those different parts of your brain.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Tell us about some of your latest projects. Wow, uh... <laughs> where to start? might, uh, I might be working. long. We I'm only have a few a minutes left,
0: but I'm sorry. I said we only have a few minutes left. We might need a few hours to answer that question. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just started working on a book about a bunch of crazy near death experiences I had while I was in the Air Force with uh, malfunctioning airplanes and strange situations and and wow. uh that's been an interesting project and I haven't been able to do that full time because you don't get paid for writing a book until the book is finished and it's in the hands of somebody who's printing it off for you and so uh you know making time for that in the middle of you know the paying projects is is always difficult and I just uh Started looking at some old footage I shot from around the same time that I was having the crazy experiences in the airplanes and and you know on assignment and things like that. So I'm kind of doing some multimedia stuff. Hmm. Um, is there a documentary film that you have worked on or are working on regarding the Iraqi War? Actually, yes. Um, I've been gathering material for a number of years. I started shooting uh, on the one-year anniversary of nine eleven and. Uh, basically have been compiling pieces from texas and korea and iceland just wherever i happen to go and uh... i think this is going to be the year that it all gets finished and put to bed because uh... you know at the in november of two thousand eight of course we're going to have our, the presidential elections and the whole thing's going to change and i really started this started gathering the material with bush in office and i want to kind of wrap it up with him leaving office and so once that happens then uh, the whole thing will be kind of stitched together and and put out as sort of a retrospective of this this weird journey we've been on ever since
0: 9-11
1: tell us a little bit about the the photo art show that you've that you've
0: assembled regarding dance photography
1: very interesting tell us about that That's kind of been an ongoing project. Uh, I have some friends in the area, and we we did a lot of photography with uh, different types of dance, Uh, a lot of ethnic dance, uh, Korean dance, and Indian dance. And we just put together this staggeringly huge pile of photographs. And we've been showing them around Chicago. And we haven't done any shows lately, but we're trying to put something together uh, with a couple of galleries. Uh, here in Chicago uh, to kind of revisit uh, all of the, the the hundreds of unused images that we've got from all this stuff that we've shot over the last couple of years. Hmm. How do you? I could talk with you
0: for quite some time. Really, it's fascinating. But tell me a little bit about about your your circle, your posse, if you will, of of, of fellow freelancers and/or people you've met professionally that you keep in touch with. How do, How have you met fellow? Have uh, fellow people that are that are like you um, that have that have enabled you to really uh, collaborate and, and have interaction.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because um, the first person I ever knew as a freelancer kind of talked me into it. You know, several <laughs> years ago, and and she started her freelance career with her, a real big score. She her first freelance piece ever was in Boys Life, and. Um, so Catherine Tully was really uh, the first person I knew as a freelancer, and uh, since then, you know, it's just you, you kind of meet people through doing different projects, and you know, some people you meet by accident, and I've I've met a lot of people through my music writing, and we just all kind of collide and and stay in touch and update each other on our projects. And mm-hmm. lately, what I've found is the people I know are starting to come out of the woodwork, and they're they're real curious about how you get started, you know, doing freelancing. So I've kind of found myself mentoring a couple of people I know and kept talking them through all the stuff that I went through in the beginning of my own freelance career and, mm-hmm. you know, reminding them not to go out and quit their jobs and, <laughs> you know, just trying yeah. to ease into it. <laughs>
0: where, where do freelancers like you hang out online?
1: You know, I it's funny because I think that uh it really depends on your your sort of topical obsessions. There's one website that I'm really really uh sort of fanatical about. Uh it's called com and it's a uh, a music and media site run by one of the members of Gang of Four, his name's Dave Allen. And he really has his finger on the pulse of new media as it applies to the music industry and he's uh He's always got a lot to say about. You know, he he calls it the shiny disc about the death of the compact disc and you know the the rise of the MP3 and so because I've done so much work with music writing you know I tend to gravitate toward his side a lot because there's always there's always new stuff to to discuss and new ideas to bat around and new groups to to take a look at and listen to and talk about so that's my own my own personal obsession that's one of them but. Uh, as far as sites for writers um you know, I kind of bounce back and forth uh i i I'm always looking at craigslist dot com for for obvious reasons you know it's a great social networking site, and you know there are plenty of jobs up there for writers and you know some are some are appropriate to my level of experience, but a lot of them are more appropriate to more beginning writers and and just it really depends on where you're at but uh mm-hmm. social networking sites are just absolutely. Priceless for a freelancer.
0: Mm-hmm. Even
1: MySpace is a great way to. I just I just uh, bumped into a mystery mystery writer on MySpace, and we kind of traded uh, information. You know, I picked her brain about book writing and you know publicity and things like that. So you know, really, uh, just any kind of social networking site can be really really valuable.
0: Hmm. Do you have any thoughts on uh, on on the community of writers we have at LifeTips? Um, you know, would you like to see more opportunity to connect with some of these people that, that, are, that are part of our army of writers out there? Because we've dabbled with that over the years, and I've been at this for eight years now. And it's, What are your thoughts on that? Is, is it, is it worth, worth, worth considering? Well, you know,
1: it's funny you ask that because I've always felt that um, a, a social networking site for writers would be a really, really good thing. I mean, you've got Flickr, and that caters to people who like their cameras a lot. And, you know, Life Tips has all of the uh, you know the, the, the bio information for people. But it would be really great to be able to, to have a board or uh, a, a, a way to contact people and kind of reach out and get to know all these other people because, I mean, you, you could work you could work side by side with these people for years and never really talk to them or or get to know any of them and i think that's a huge opportunity you know even just you know again because freelancers sit in and coffee shops or in their houses, and they spend a large amount of time in front of that little screen. You know, it's it's a great way to actually reach out and and have a social life. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when things are getting busy and getting crazy, you know, you right. you you'd still kind of you know you can take five minutes and take a, a coffee break and and you know check out some other people's work.
0: Mm. And what are your thoughts to bringing uh, your portfolio to, to life with, with a video about yourself through, through Life Tips? In other words, you have, a, you have a profile page on Life Tips right now, as do all of our writers have the opportunity to do that. You know, what about a video of yourself or some creative promotion for yourself um, and the opportunity to expose that through the Life Tips network? Does something like that interest you? Is it, would you rise to that occasion if presented to you?
1: I definitely would. Um, I think that it, it's funny because it, it helps it, you're it, a filmmaker, you out, right? <laughs> you fill out a profile and then you kind of forget it and you get on with the business of trying to make money. And you know, it's it's easy to overlook those things. And it's it's it, it, if, if nothing else, it's a nice reminder that you know you've got to stay on top of your your writing resume and your writer's profile, and you've got to update and let people know what you're doing now because those things get stale really quick on the web. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me, I used to own a staffing company, Joe, years ago called
0: Freelance Access. <laughs> um, I started it in 1992 and ended up selling it in 1997 to Aquint, a company you probably know. Um, and, um, but I, I learned a lot over those years. And one of the things I learned, it was kind of interesting, um, and I want your thoughts on this, um, we, we created what we called, uh, what, was, what was nicknamed by all of our freelancers, the Burdensome Questionnaire. Okay, they would <laughs> yeah. freelance, freelancers would come into our office, and as part of their, their screening process, and part of a way to get to know them, they would have to fill out this multiple-sectioned questionnaire. Um, you would have had you would have been really burdened because you're so talented in so many different areas. Uh, you you probably would have taken a couple of hours to fill this out. But I but you know I'm surprised that no one on the web has latched onto that possibility. We were, even at LifeTips, we do that on a smaller scale. You know, what industry are you experienced in? You know, manufacturing, high-tech, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, we took a little bit of that and brought that to, to life tips. But I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Is is, is, is it, Isn't it interesting from a matchmaking perspective to really learn a lot about your skill and your proficiency and getting that out there to prospect clients?
1: Well, you know, honestly... If that sort of thing really is an awful lot like online dating, and mm-hmm. the whole process is very similar. And you have to remember that you're not just trying to impress people, but you are kind of wooing them a little bit. So I, I think that, in the same way that you you might fill out a profile on Match.com or something like that, and you're really trying to put your best foot forward. I, I think mm-hmm. that it's the, the same rules apply. It's a different application. But the your your end result is still the same. You're still trying to attract somebody and make them want to look at you beyond a five second first impression glance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yes, I, I'm a veteran of the burdensome profile, and the <laughs> fact that it's given a lighthearted name and lets you know right up front what you're in for kind of softens the blow a little bit. was <laughs> like, oh, God, another set of forms to fill out on the Internet? Okay, here we go. You know, we speak to MySpace profile and, you know, Flickr and, you know, just that and the other thing. But, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great tool, and it really does, it, I think it really does show people what you're capable of, and you just got to be able to click enough boxes in some cases to, to say, "Okay, yeah, I really do do all these things." You know.
0: Now, here,
1: here's another challenge
0: for you. So, how do you how do you properly represent a writer? Now, you know, I, I took on this challenge in 1992 when I started on Freelance Access on the representation of 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 writers and graphic designers and web designers, and that was the focus of Freelance Access. It was all graphics arts professionals. And I, I sort of invented something called that we call the portfolio access system. It was very easy to, uh, you know, to 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 have design, graphic designers, and web designers scan in printed samples of their work and, and create these eleven by seventeen die sub prints, right? But, but. The writers got left in the dust with that model, right? Because our reps would go out with these beautiful eleven by seventeen, you know, showcases of of our designers, but the writers were left in the dust. How do we creatively, you know, put together a sample portfolio, um, you know, that can really allow a client to connect visually? That's the challenge, of course, Or, or you know, not so much visually, but. But, you know, how how can you connect with a client? How, how would you spin that out? There's my challenge for you.
1: I think the first thing that I would do, if somebody put that on my desk and said, make this friendly, uh, make this writer-friendly and make it client-friendly, the first thing I would do is put a place where you could click to see links of the writing on other websites.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if I had... <clears throat> if i had samples that were published at uh you know like a longislandexchange.com or uh you know where, where, wherever the writing samples are i would put a space that you could click on and it would open up in a new window so that you could see this person yes they have been published and here's what the website looks like and you know the client can kind of decide whether or not he thinks that that publication is write, you know, on the money in terms of style and tone, or, you know, is that too cheesy? You know, I think that seeing writing samples in print always helps. Uh
0: Uh Uh
1: And, I mean, if you ask a writer for writing samples, I mean, you'll, you'll get more than you can handle, and I think that three samples is probably good, but if in my boat for example you've got a lot of different interests and you've got a lot of different experiences with a lot of different things you know those three samples can be really horribly limiting because you know if i if i turn in three samples of my best writing work then you know somebody who is looking for a writer who can talk technical stuff is going to look and go well yeah, he just interviews a bunch of dumb musicians what does he know you know so it's 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 a tough call because just one section of a writer's strengths might be represented, and other, other uh, resources that they've got might just go completely underserved. What about having writers
0: answer the same question?
1: You know, that's, um, I think that has possibilities. Um, I, guess, I guess it would depend on the question. Um, I think writers who do well answering uh, essay-type questions, I think that can tell you a lot because somebody who isn't really as skilled as a writer in general might not field those questions so well. And you can kind of you can, you can kind of look and compare responses between two or three or four different writers and say, well, you know, that person looks like they've got, they've got it on the ball. They, don't, uh, they may not know so much about this topic, but you can tell that they, they know how to research. And, you know, sometimes you, what they're capable of doing is more important than their actual experience. And so I think giving them the chance to, to show that or trying to draw that out of them is really important i've over the years i've 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 um uh,
0: I've used the example of you know how to get a cat out of a tree right <laughs> um, there are a lot of different ways you can get a cat out of a tree obviously um, but what if what if you what if you took an answer you know or, you know a mini tip if you will um and you 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 left all writers with okay here's the right answer you know Boom! You know, you, you you lean the ladder up against the tree, you know, whatever whatever the right answer is, right? And um, and then you say, great, go spin this into a, a version of the tip. So you'd have this ability to compare how different writers have spun the facts and the data together. Think right. that would be interesting to compare.
1: Well, you know, it's one of the things I, I, one of the developments on life tips that I really liked was letting people know. Okay, these tips can, can be humorous, or mm-hmm. these tips need to be authoritative. Uh, mm, defining the tone, I think, is because you could take a toll, you could take a Hunter Thompson approach and just go completely crazy with it and scare any client away <laughs> that would ever read it. But you could also be really dry and academic, and it would just be a pain to read. Because it wouldn't be interesting. So I, I think if you can, if you can get people to approach the tone as well as the content, that really helps a lot. Because then you can say, well, you know, they this this person's great as an authoritative writer on this subject, but they, they're they're lousy at writing off the cuff fun stuff for 20 somethings. You know, I th- I think being able to determine what tone they're capable of is important too. Joe,
0: I am going to hereby award you a freelance opportunity on the show today live. Work with me, and, and let's let's even go through this exercise. We'll, we'll, well, you and I are going to negotiate a price for this live right now. I want you to help Life Tips develop some sort of systematic way to compare writing styles. I like what where you were going with you know humor style, authoritative style, advertorial style, right? You know, we select like five different styles, right? Right. And 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 then we we create a okay. Here's here's the facts that you're going to write this authoritative tip about. Go create an, an authoritative uh, tip in in your voice, or likewise humorous, right? Right. I am I, I'm going to hire you. What would it take for me to hire you to help? Fix our online questionnaire and bring this new creative twist into the program, into well, the actual questionnaire. So it's a modification of the Life Tips questionnaire. That's the scope of the project.
1: I think uh, the first thing that would have to be done would just be to, to take a whole uh, bird's eye view look of the questionnaire um. and to see you know how is it laid out how is it structured how how would this new stuff fit in there you know is there an interest in slimming this down or you know do we want it to be longer to 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 draw you know the writer's skills out i think there are a number of questions to ask yeah. in the review of the questionnaire
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: then once you once you've kind of decided where i think once you've decided how thin or how fat you want the questionnaire to be and how that stuff fits into the questionnaire, then you could go about structuring that section and, and creating the, the mechanics of the exercise to make people, you know, to make it user-friendly and to make people, keep them interested basically and not have them take one look and then run away screaming because it's just too much. So I think, I think taking into account, you know, what what the writer is, is going to be able to handle in a session. You know, do we want them to, to try and take this and come back, or do we want them to do this all in one session? You know, just answer some of the real basic questions. and then and um, Now,
0: the, the goal of this project is to ignite, uh, like, like wildfire, interest in the writing community to get people to want to have their profile page up on Devs,
1: Right? Right. So part
0: of part of your responsibility here is to ignite the entire writing population in North America.
1: Interesting. So uh, I think at that point, the, the the question of how the how the questionnaire spun springs to mind is this spun as an enticement to come and write for Life Tips, or is this viewed as more of a you know, we want people to come and create a database of, of writers and, and make it more like a social networking thing, or are you are you still trying to weed out? you know people who are suitable to write specifically for life tips. So I think it's definitely a weeding process.
0: Tips. Yeah, I mean it, you know, Life Tips has always been and will continue to be a credential on a writer's cap, right? You know, where if you're if you're invited to, you know, produce content for the clients of Life Tips, it's, you know, it's it, it's it's on your resume. You're you're a writer of Life Tips and you'd be surprised how many resumes are out there right now with with hundreds of writers over the years that were part of the Life Tips network, right? So right. I think you want to keep it like that, you know. You want to, you know, and that that's that makes it challenging. But <clears throat> I think there's something really big here, and and we probably can't take this show to to work it through. But I will I will give the audience a follow up of, of some conversations I want to have with you because I think you've got really great ideas, Joe, and we've really enjoyed having you on the show today. Um, so we're going to talk about this freelance gig off the deal. You were so good in your debut today, as on the show, we're going to track along with your freelance project here at Life Tips and see what you can come up with um, that will will ignite the community. Where can people reach you, Joe? Uh,
1: I uh, have a little, actually, I have a freelance uh, writing blog at freelance-zone.com. And my resume is there. And I, a lot of the writing is geared towards beginning freelancers. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have other uh, topics on there. You know, what to do when somebody doesn't uh, want to make with the checks right away. You know, things like that. You know, just advice for people who find themselves in those common uh, freelance writing dilemmas. Uh, when's it right to go full-time freelance? But, yes, yeah, that's freelance-zone.com. Appreciate the, uh, you having, uh, having the... Uh... Opportunity to chat with
0: us today on the phone, Joe. Best of luck with your freelance career and uh, keep up the great work for the Life Tips work that you do. We'll look forward to the next project we do with you. And I'm going to be all over you like a bad habit to help reshape and revamp the, the Life Tips questionnaire that will make the writing community ignite interest in, in what we're doing that's really unique and really different over here at Life Tips. So thanks for being with us today, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You bet.